Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. It is a Wednesday edition of the show. Want to say hello to all the Pewter people that are watching us right now and in the comments. We had a great turnout. On Sunday's game during the Peter Game Day show, the live yeah. stream, we had a great turnout during Monday and roll call. And judged by 30 seconds into the show, we're going to have a great turnout for today as well. As we turn our attention to the Bucks next game, a primetime matchup of Bucks versus Eagles coming up on Monday night. The only battle of 2-0 and versus 2-0 and yeah. this week in the NFL. So I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is the face that runs the place. Scott Reynolds of PeterReport.com. Scott, this is a litmus test for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's no more playing, you know, the dumpster fire that is the Chicago Bears. There's no more playing the Vikings right. who can't get out of their own way with turnovers. This is a real, real deal for the Bucs. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. This is the varsity team, right? They get through playing the JV on Sunday. And as we talked about last week, the schedule makers helped the Bucs out because uh, – the Eagles are a more talented roster, right? They're the NFC yes. champions or the defending champs till they're not. San Francisco's up there for sure. And the Bears are kind of way down at the bottom, right? I mean, they they had a you know the, the top pick in the draft, essentially. So uh before trading it to the Panthers. Yes. But um similar styles of of the ways that they want to attack on offense. So I think for the Buccaneers defense, it's it's good to kind of do the pre-test before the test. And I think by the, the signs of, of sacking, um, you know, Justin Fields six times would have been seven if, if Devin White's sack had counted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then forcing as many turnovers as they did with, with two interceptions, including the, the big pick six. It just, uh, I, I think this was a good uh, pretest, right? And they stopped the run and the Eagles have more weapons, right? Jalen Hurts is better than Justin Fields. Yeah. DeAndre Swift, better than any of the backs that, that the Bucs have faced so far, certainly coming off a 175-yard game against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And then you look at you know A.J. Brown on that offense. They've got Devontae Smith. Those two touchdowns, two games, yeah. Yeah, those two guys are better than D.J. Moore and either Chase Claypool or Darnell Mooney, whoever you want to put as their number two. The defense we'll get into, it's way better than the Bears' defense that has one sack in two games. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Matt, you're exactly right. You couldn't have been more right. This is a litmus test. Are the Bucks for real? 
or uh, you know are are they a a two and team that has beaten a pair of winless teams and is going to get steamrolled by the Eagles on Monday night? We'll have to wait a couple days to find out. And that's been the key for the Bucs. If you look at their two victories, forget the fact that they're, you know, playing against winless teams. The big key for the Bucs early on has been that they've been winning the turnover battle. Yeah. Or even more importantly, the Bucs haven't turned the football over at all. And exactly. as great as that's been for the first two games, you can do that against lesser teams, especially the Bears. Right. I think the Bucs got a little more lucky with the Vikings. Yeah. You could still not turn the football over against mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles and still lose this game. Like, you that's have right. to be proactive against this Eagles team. So I think hopefully for the first time we see with the Bucks offense a little bit more of the the unknown, the creativity, the kitchen sink right. where we've seen it to a degree. I'm not by no means am I going to call Dave Canales' offense right. vanilla because we've seen a lot of motion, but I still yeah. feel like we've only seen like 35%, oh, yeah. maybe not 35, but like 45% yeah. of the offense. So I think you're going to see a little more tricks of the trade with Dave Canales and that box offense, we do have a, a super chat from Jonah. Thank you for the 199 super chat. Uh, Jonah says Eagles opened up as a six and a half point favorites, then five and a half, and now five. Jonah, I noticed that as yeah. well. That mm-hmm. number keeps going down and down. So a mm-hmm. lot more people are believing in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is a good thing yeah. for Bucks fans. And yeah. I think what helps the Bucs in this game, just looking at an overview mm-hmm. of everything, yes, the Eagles are 2-0. and o. Right. They haven't looked spectacular in those 2-0 games. It's been right. a little bit of survive in advance for Philadelphia. Yeah. And that's fine in the NFL. It's not college sure. football. There's not style points. It doesn't matter as long as you win. But that offense did not look good against the New England Patriots. Let's remember the Eagles, um, Darius Slay had a 70-yard interception return that's for right. a touchdown. And that was the top offense for the Eagles in that game. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, there were some – the running game was great against the Vikings for the Eagles, but there were some growing pains – not growing pains, but there were some yeah. struggles as well with that Eagles offense. So if there's any time to go up against the Eagles, it's right now where they're yeah, still I agree. dealing with that Super Bowl hangover just a little bit or appearance. Mm-hmm. No, you're right, Matt. And the other thing, too, is is let's not forget, you talked about the Super Bowl, right? Nick Sirianni did a great job in getting the Eagles there, but he lost both of his coordinators to head yes. coaching positions, Shane Steichen is with the Indianapolis Colts now. Jonathan Gannon is with the Arizona Cardinals. So they're breaking in two new uh, coordinators. Now, I will say, uh, Brian Johnson is the quarterback's coach of the Eagles, so he's moved into the offensive coordinator position. So there should be a little bit of of a more seamless transition there, especially with Jalen Hurts. But it's still, you're at the controls now, right? And and you're not just the quarterback's coach. you got to call the plays. Dave Canales will tell you it's different when you're when you get the play sheet, you look at the play clock and you got to make the call and the right call. You have to make the right adjustments. Right. So then the interesting thing is while we have this graphic up here of this picture of Dave Canales here is Sean Desai is the new Eagles defensive coordinator. And where did he come from? He came from Seattle where Mm. he was he was an assistant head coach and and worked with the defensive coordinator there. So this is really going to be a chess match. We've talked about the the Brian Flores Dave Canales chess match in week one. You've got a, a veteran play caller on the defensive side, a newbie on the offensive side. Well, this is interesting because now Sean Desai is the defensive coordinator for the Eagles. And spending that year in Seattle, he knows that Seattle offense. He knows. Right what Dave Canales might be thinking. 
Now, it, Dave wasn't calling the plays there in Seattle, so he doesn't have the entire script of what Dave's going to do or wants to do, but <laughs> right. he has a better idea than most. So it's going to be really interesting to see who can win this chess match in, in terms of familiarity. Does Dave Canales know Sean Desai better than Sean Desai knows Dave Canales? I really think it's going to come down to these three guys right here. Dave Canales, offensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, Keith Armstrong, head coach, defensive coordinator, uh, defensive play caller, Todd Bowles. These guys are going to have to outcoach a Super Bowl head coach in Nick Sirianni. And so far, they've pretty much pushed the right buttons. We saw that the block field goal last week, yeah. but special teams, I think, are better. And uh, certainly Jake Camarda, congrats on winning the special teams yeah. uh, player of the week award in the NFC. But Matt, I think it's going to come down to coaching just as much as the players, because this, I believe, has a chance to be another close game. Scott, I think that's a fantastic point that you're making. And first of all, shout out to Jake Camard for winning special teams player of yeah. the year. Shout out for Dave Canales. He actually just tweeted out about an hour ago. We may not win that game if or he said something along the lines of everything matters. And he was talking about Jake Camarda jumping yeah. on the fumble after the uh, the block kick. So shout out to the coaches uh, highlighting other players that he doesn't even have to coach. And thank you to Q's for the $2 super chat where Sean Tucker might have uh, more of a role this week as uh, yeah. Q says. I've grown very fond of these bucks over the past few weeks and Dart Schrader and the Q's are rocking. Good luck bucks. Thank you so much Q's 44 for the, uh, super chat. We'll talk about Sean Tucker because Chase Edmonds is going on the IR. He's going to be on there, so he'll miss at least the next four games. And exactly, and Pat O'Connor got called up to the uh, the active roster. So shout out to uh, Pat O'Connor. But to get back to the coaches, I mean, the Eagles definitely have a little bit more talent than the Bucks do. But that's a, it's not to say by it's a wide wide margin. I mean, right? AJ Brown, Devontae Smith versus Mike Evans and Chris Godwin is pretty, pretty closely even. If you want to yeah. say that the uh, you know, the Eagles offensive and defensive line is a little bit better than the the Bucks offensive defensive line, you don't really have an argument argument from me there. Right. But um sometimes, as we've seen in the NFL, better coaching can be the difference maker of winning a game or losing a game. I mean, how many times do we see in a season a team loses and the coach goes up there and says, We got out coached that game. We yeah. got absolutely out coached. So the scheme and the game plan and everything like that could be the difference. I think a really good example is, uh, you know, the, to whoever watched the Sunday night game, uh, you know, the, the Miami Dolphins were incredible in week one with their offense, throwing it everywhere. And then Bill Belichick and the Patriots, while they lost, they really subdued that Dolphins offense with a different type of umbrella style of defense. that hadn't really been seen yet playing right. against this Dolphins offense. So, the reason why I say that, obviously, that doesn't impact the Bucs in this game against the Eagles. But we know the Eagles are going to pin their ears back. They got a nasty defensive line. The Bucs know what the Eagles have been able to do with stopping the run in those first two games. Now, the Bucs aren't going to shy away from running the right. football. But I think this is where you get a lot more of those end arounds to Chris Godwin or Devin Tompkins or something like that, or yeah, maybe well, counters and different cuts and, and things of that nature that we haven't yeah. seen in the first two weeks. Yeah. And Cuse mentions Sean Tucker and there he is with Todd Bowles there. And it's interesting because now you've got Chase Edmonds who's out and Sean Tucker will be the number two back. He, Sean Vaughn will be active for this game. He's been a healthy scratch the last two. So he'll be active as that third running back. 
But the the thing about Sean Tucker, it's interesting, is th- this is a rookie uh, running back. And in any good defensive coordinator, when you see a ro- rookie running back in there who has not yet checked the box as I'm a really good pass protector, right? Yeah. It, it's kind of a it's kind of a tip off that, oh, Sean Tucker's in the game, probably either going to run or throw the ball to him, right? He's he's going to be spelling Rashad White. Rashad's a pretty good pass protector, and I, th- I think he's established that reputation so far. But when Sean Tucker's in there, that to me, if I'm Sean Desai, the Eagles defensive coordinator, that is an automatic tell that I'm going to be sending a blitz, right? And you show pressure. Now, all of a sudden, now you make Sean Tucker be a pass protector. And, and we saw that, and that's how teams attacked Ronald Jones, right? When Ronald Jones was in the game, yeah. whether it was first down, second down, whatever, they stacked the box and they said, you're either going to run the ball with Ronald Jones or we're going to come after you and we're going to make Ronald Jones pass protect because we like our blitzer versus him in shoddy pass protection. And I, I've got a feeling that that's what's going to happen when, when they see 44 out there, Sean Tucker, they're going to be saying, Hey, we're coming either with a run blitz or a pass blitz. And we're going to make Sean Tucker pick up the blitz. And if you can't do it, that means more of a workload, more reps, more snaps for Rashad white as well. So that's kind of the chess match that you're alluding to with the coordinators yeah. and, and then playing a really big game and making those in-game adjustments. Yeah, and pass protection is definitely a, a concern going into this one for me. And Rashad had already been playing about 75% to 79% of the snaps. Now, we do have a $5 super chat from Jack Krakow, who says, Darn. as today is international, talk like a pirate day. Want to hear your best ty- pirate talk. Well, Jack, thank you. Arr, thank you for the $5 super chat. We Appreciate stole it. $5 from you. We put it in our treasure chest. Five golden schmeckles or whatever they call it. Five <laughs> the golden blooms. The blooms. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thank you exactly. for the five the blooms, Jack. Yeah. Um, but, That's you cool, know, though. There, there were hold, hold on. You know what? You know what that deserves? That deserves a little cannon fire, I think. Yes. Yeah, so if you didn't get a chance to join uh, Matt uh, and Josh for Peter Game Day on Sunday, that's the new intro. That's the new graphic that Kyle Thiel uh, from Peter Reports uh, created, which is awesome. We love that. And uh, we, since we just talked about Peter Game Day, let's let's go ahead and promote that anyways here because we've got uh, Peter Game Day coming up on Monday night. We're going to have uh, a little changing of the guard here. Uh, Matt's going to be at the stadium with myself and with Adam Slavon. We're going to have Bailey Adams and Josh Capo handling Peter game day. They're excited about that. We want you to be excited too. The live pregame show starts at 6.15 on Monday night. And of course, kickoff at 7.15. Remember, it's a double header Monday night game. The Bucks have the early game, which we're not upset about that. We like that. No, not at all. Um, so 7.15 kickoff for the Bucks Eagles. But tune in at 6.15 for Bailey and Josh's. I've already seen the rundown. They've got the, the matchups to watch. It's going to be a fantastic pregame show. And Matt, myself, and, and Adam, we call him Sly, Adam Slavon will be at Raymond James Stadium to cover all the festivities and do a Pewter postgame podcast live from the stadium as well afterwards. Yeah, so uh, definitely looking forward to the next game. Going to be a ton of fun. Uh, I want to keep talking about the uh, the pass protection, but we keep yeah. getting super chats, so I'll get to the pass protection at some <laughs> point. Uh, Zachary Jarvis with the $1.99 super chat says, any updates for Davis and Cansey? Love the show. Thank yep. you, Zachary. Um, so we did not have media availability 
with uh, the Monday night game, everything got pushed back a day. So right. there'll be practice on tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, yep. and Saturday. So we didn't see anything at practice with uh, Carlton Davis and Kalijah Cansey, but we will make sure that we update you as soon as possible once we see or do not see them on uh, on the practice field yeah. as old school dentists. Let's go eagle hunting. We yep. also have a 1999 super chat from you. football fan. Appreciate, Appreciate that, that football fan who says, nice to see you guys per usual. I hope the Bucks get a win on Monday. I hope for all the Bucks fans that they see their team get a win on uh, on Monday as well. Yeah. As Darvell Appreciate says, the, the comment there. Peter game day is the best way to watch Buccaneer football. Yeah. I think it's a lot of fun because you know, not everyone loves all the announcers that, right. that call the game and they're supposed to be neutral. This is a Bucks podcast. So we are looking through it right. through a Buccaneers lens, what they're doing well, what they're not doing well. Obviously you want to see the exciting moments. So, I mean, yes, we'll be neutral about, Oh, Hey, you know, the, the bears are doing a really good job on, you know, attacking the, the Bucks yeah. in the run game or whatever it is, or, the Eagles have played great coverage on Mike Evans that game, if it happens. Right. Like we call that stuff out, but obviously we look at it through a Bucks uh centric kind of outlook. So yep. uh can we talk about the Cam Akers rumors? Yes, those are dead. So that he will not be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Tampa Bay is gonna stand pat with the running back room right now. If they need him, they'll call Patrick Laird up from the practice squad. Hit the thumbs up, everybody. Algorithm baby. Hey, Adam yeah. Davis, we love you. And you know yes, what? Adam we Davis. love we love you, and we also love about um, 11,999 of, of you others. Uh, there's the right graphic. Boom. There we go. That's right. We hit 12,000 yeah. subscribers on our Peter report YouTube channel. Even Tom Brady's excited about that. <laughs> yeah, he's got 12, a little time on his hand. Maybe he's watching. Yeah, maybe he is. And number 12 is, is gracious, uh, to, uh, to all of you, uh, 12,000 subscribers to Peter report TV. If you're not a subscriber yet, do so please help us get to 13,000. That's the next number. And we'll have Mike Evans wear number 13 on the next graphic. But thank you very much, Peter, people. This this means a lot. We've had a meteoric rise really since training camp. We're just yeah. smashing growth numbers. And it's so much fun to see. We like I don't know about you, Matt. Like I, th this this is not a job. I love being on the Peter Report podcast. It is so much fun with the comments, the questions I have said for years. Uh, our our subscribers are the most intelligent Buccaneer fans. They yes. have some of the best takes, the best questions. You guys pay attention. You're glued in. You're not some casual fans. And if you are, we love you too. But yeah. face it, the more Peter Report podcasts you listen to, you're not going to be a casual fan anymore. You're going to exactly. be one, one of the most educated fans around. And we love that about you. We love our Roll Call on Monday, the post-game podcast, the pre-game shows. We do it all for you guys. And we just appreciate the love and the support. Thank you very much. I have so much fun with the Peter people each show. And you guys come up with great questions, too, where I'm like, huh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So we're all helping out each other. And we got another super chat from Christopher Cole. Thank you for the $1.99 uh, super chat. And Christopher says, hell yeah, fire the freaking cannons. Well, hopefully <laughs> the Bucks will be able to fire off the cannons a pretty mm -hmm. fair amount against the Philadelphia Eagles. But they will have to be able to contain this Eagles pass rush and what kind of concerns me about the Bucks is the run game was very improved last week uh, against the Chicago Bears but as we've said literally and figuratively this is a different animal going from yeah. Bears to the Eagles it is yep you know it's the, a big the step up the run 52 yards allowed per game I yep. don't think the Bucks are really going to be able to run it straight forward unless they get crazy um crazy uh creative with it 
who we even saw last week against the Bears, who do not have a good pass rush and stupidly kept putting up Yannick Ngakwe against Tristan <laughs> Wirfs. There were still times, while, yes, it was amazing watching Baker Mayfield dodge, yeah. duck, dip, dive, and dodge through the, uh, you know, the Bears pass rush. He can get away with that in that situation. Yeah, That's not going to happen all the time against the Eagles. I hate to be the bearer of bad That's news, right. no pun intended. But if he runs into those situations a couple of times, I know we had the backhanded shuffle to uh, to Rashad White and, and a couple of those plays. Kate Otten, yeah. Kate Otten, it's going to be few and far between against the Eagles. You cannot just bang yeah. on, oh, Baker's going to run his way out of it. It's just not possible against the Eagles. Yeah, the, the talent level is just night and day. Uh, we talked about it last week, Matt. The Eagles had one – or the, sorry, the Bears had one pass rusher. It was Yannick Ngakwe. And instead of – putting him against Luke Gedeke for most of the game. He saw 18 snaps against Gedeke and like 38 against Tristan Wirfs. That's bad coaching for Matt Eberflus, who is a dead man walking in this league. He is yeah. going to get fired, not just for Justin Fields' ineptness as a quarterback, but for dumb decisions like that. Why would you want to waste your best pass rusher uh, running him into a brick wall that is Tristan Wirfs? But the Eagles, different story, Matt. I have never seen a two-deep across the board in this defensive front that has seven first round draft picks, yeah. seven. Let's see <laughs> if I can get them all off my memory here. Fletcher Cox up front, defensive tackle. You've got Jalen Carter. Who's here sacking uh, Mac Jones. That's two. You've got Hassan Reddick right there. He's a Cardinals first round pick. That's three. Then you've got J uh, Jordan Davis. That's four. You've got yep. Nolan Smith uh, outside linebacker. That's five. Um, you've got Derek Barnett, the backup edge rusher behind Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat's number 94 there. That's yep. six. And then you got Brandon Graham. Old man, Brandon Graham. He's still playing, man. He got double-digit sacks last year. That's <laughs> seven, seven first-rounders. So it's crazy. Uh, when, when the Buccaneers put in their reserve outside linebackers, right? I mean, and we like Anthony Nelson, nothing wrong with yeah. him. He's a fourth-round pick, and we like Yaya, Yaya Diaby. Almost caught myself there. Yaya Diaby, third-round pick, right? Yeah. So we like those guys. Well, when Josh Sweat goes out of the game, first round, first round of Derek Barnett goes in the game, right? Mm -hmm. You've got Brandon Graham on one side, and, it, and if he's not going to be coming against Luke Gedeke, it might be Hassan Reddick, another first rounder, or the backup, Nolan Smith, another first rounder. So it is talent galore. Now, I will say one thing. It seems like this Eagles pass rush is missing a little something. Doesn't mean they can't explode. They're going to have 10 days to game plan against the Buccaneers. Yeah. But Matt, when I look at this, this is a unit that had 70 sacks last year. The only guy that's not here anymore is, is Javon Hargrave, who was really good, double-digit yeah. sacker, but they switched him out for Jalen Carter. They're not missing much. Carter's amazing as a rookie. But they have four sacks among three players, and that's mm. it. And and I hope this is not the Eagles coming out party in yeah. terms of of like the, the sacks that we saw from the Bucks last week. But they have the talent to erupt, but they haven't put it together yet rushing the passer like they did last year when they had 70 sacks. And here's the scary thing about that, Scott. One thing you alluded to is they're going to be well-rested because they have not played since last Thursday when they defeated the Minnesota Vikings. Right. Jordan Davis in that game surprisingly only played 17 snaps, which is crazy because the Vikings had 58 offensive snaps. And Jordan Davis only played yeah. 17 of those snaps. So I imagine he'll get a little bit of an increased workload, right. especially as the season goes on. And all the guys you mentioned getting sacks, 
Hassan Reddick does not have a sack yet, but the same thing happened to him last season. He started out the first two games, did not have a sack, and then went on to record 16 the rest of the way. So if he's on that same type of trajectory, (laughs) he's about to start heating up, which is not a good favor for the Buccaneers. Yeah. The one guy that that I think can be erased up front is Josh Sweat. He's he's primarily on the right side. He's going to be going up against Tristan Wirfs. And if, if I'm, you know, I, I've got all the faith in the world in Tristan Wirfs. I mean, Joshua's a hell of a player. I'm not saying that he's going to, you know, get blanked or shut out by Tristan. He might get some pressures. He might get some hits. He might get a sack. But I don't think he is going to be the difference maker. Now, he can be. This is a pick six he had against the Cowboys last year. He's a very athletic edge rusher from Florida State. But I think if there is, uh, you know, the, the the weakness for the Buccaneers, it's it's right here. It's this interior. It's Jordan Davis, it's Fletcher Cox, it's Jalen Carter. You know, one of those three guys is going to be on the bench, getting rested, getting fluids, and then coming in to replace either Cox or uh, Jalen Carter or Davis if one of those other guys is off the the field. So uh, those three guys in rotation against these three guys, Robert Hainsey, Matt Filer, and the rookie Cody Malk, who did struggle a little bit against Dexter uh, Gervin from the Florida Gators. Uh, he was the, the rookie that was giving some fits last week uh, against the Bears. Uh, this is it right here. It's not even just running the ball. It's holding up in pass protection yeah. against those three defensive monsters inside. And Hainsey has been okay the first two games. He has right. got to play the game of his life against Davis, Cox, Carter Everyone. in this game. You know what this offensive line is going to need, Scott, in this game? They're going lots of it. They are going to need energy. They are absolutely going to need energy. So I hope they have a Celsius energy drink before they play this game. Of course, Celsius is the official sponsor of PewterReport.com and the Pewter Report podcast. Make Celsius your number one pick. There's an assortment of great flavors, including their newest flavor, the Cosmic Five, which is a sparkling fruit punch. There's no sugar, no post-energy drink crash or jitters that you might get with another product out there. So if you want to try out all their assortment of flavors and you don't know where to find one, that's okay. And you could be literally anywhere in the world. You just go to the Celsius store locator uh, on the Celsius website, punch in your address, and it'll tell you the closest geographical location to pick one up at your local Walmart, Target, convenience store, health and fitness store, or your bodega. Bodega. And if you want to start getting in bulk after you realize that you love Celsius, that's when you go to Amazon, click on the subscribe and save, and you can have Celsius sent to your residence whenever you want. You control it. It could be a week, a month, quarterly, yearly, whenever you want. Send it to your house via the subscribe and save on Amazon. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks. Make Celsius your number one pick. Celsius, the official sponsor of the Peter Report podcast and the Peter Game Day Show. Yeah, we've got some great comments today. I mean, you, you yes, guys are have. ready for this game. It's Wednesday, and you're like, why can't this game be on Sunday? You know, I mean, I, I feel you, Bucks fans. I do. Uh, you Peter people are ready, and, and I'm ready. I, I'm, I'm anxious to see, like you said, Matt, I think you nailed it. This is a measuring stick game for the Buccaneers. How how good are they? Are they contenders or pretenders? We're going to find out here, uh, and we're going to give you the unvarnished truth. We're, we're, we're being honest. I, I don't want to, to dampen anything about the Bucks 2-0 start. I did a Peter Pulse video on that. You can check that out here on yep. Peter Report TV. Uh, but we got to keep it real. It took a 3-0 turnover margin for the Buccaneers in their favor 
to beat the Minnesota Vikings by three points. It took a two to nothing turnover margin victory. And both of those turnovers came in the last two minutes of the game to beat a really bad Chicago Bears team by 10 yeah. points. So we have to put that out there too. It, do I think the Buccaneers are going to get blown out by the Eagles? No, I don't. Can it happen? Absolutely it yep. can happen. It can really happen. If the Eagles turn it on and become the team that they were last year, where Hurts is playing better and not turning the ball over, if they're running the ball as well as they did against the Vikings on Thursday night football, if this pass rush comes alive, overwhelms this offensive line, and gets four, five, six sacks, um, it could get really ugly. It really could. I don't know that's going to happen, but but I'm not going to sit here and say that that it's not. I, I think yeah. either if the Bucks win, it's going to be close. Yes. Or they could lose close, or it's going to be a blowout in the Eagles' fashion. But I don't see Tampa Bay coming in and blowing this team out on right. Monday night. My confidence in the Bucks keeping it close, and if they were going to win, is going to be by the defense keeping uh, keeping Jalen Hurts under wrap and everything of that yeah. nature. Uh, there's another thing I want to talk about the Bucks offense against the Eagles defense before we kind of uh, flip to the other side of the football for the Bucks. Yep. But we do have a super chat from Brandon Riley who says, any word on Cansey? Uh, I really believe he would be the difference from having a really good front seven to having an elite front seven. Go Bucks, Brandon, thank you again for the uh, for the $5 Super Chat. Yeah. Um, again, we were not at practice today. There was no practice with everything getting pushed back a day. With that said, there is a chance that they kind of just held out Kalijah Cansey last week as a precautionary yeah. thing. And I would say that Kalijah Cansey probably has a better chance of playing than Carlton Davis based on yeah. the significance of the injury. But, um, right. you know, we've, we've discussed the, the fears of what could go wrong for the Bucks or how the Eagles could really take advantage of this game, but it's not all doom and gloom. There are some right. positives for the Buccaneers. And some of that comes with the, the personnel that the Eagles won't have and will have for this game. So they actually announced, yeah. I believe today that they put Avante Maddox on yep. injured reserve. He was their starting slot corner. So the middle of the field, becomes a little bit more of an opportunity for the Buccaneers. Yes. So the Eagles have a couple of options. So James Bradbury, who's one of their outside corners, he mm -hmm. missed last week's game with a concussion. But from right. reports um, that I've looked up on, it looks like Bradbury is going to be ready for this game. Now, yeah. they could move James Bradbury into the slot, but then that kind of opens up a uh, you know an opportunity on the outside where Mike right. Evans plays and Chris Godwin has been lining up a lot mm -hmm. more this season. They got a player named um, Josh Joe. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name. Josh his, Job, yeah. Josh uh, Job. I'm from sure Alabama. Yeah. yeah, roll tide. And uh, didn't play well against USF. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, you know, that is definitely an opportunity for the Bucs to once again mm -hmm. take advantage of. So that's something that has to be looked yeah. at. And, we'll and see also, if too, Matt, exploit that middle of the field. Agreed. Yeah. To your point, Reed Blankenship, who is their safety, he missed last week's game as well. There's a yeah. chance he comes back and play. But Another player that they're missing in the middle of that defense is N'Kobe Dean, right? Another yeah. uh, Georgia Bulldog. I think they've got like seven on their team yeah. now. Jake Camart <laughs> is jealous because all his teammates are playing right. on the other team this week. But Zach Cunningham is is replacing him as the middle linebacker. Yeah. And I think between, you know, you've got a backup middle linebacker in there. You're going to have a backup slot corner for the Eagles. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a game where Chris Godwin – gets put in the slot kind of like the good old, old days school. yeah yeah <laughs> and 
and really works that seam. And and not not just him. There'll be Trey Palmer in there. There'll be Devin Tompkins in there. There'll be Mike Evans in there. But I wouldn't be surprised. And this is not any inside information. This is just my educated guess. But if I'm Dave Canales, I'm putting Chris Godwin in the slot and saying, Chris, do what you've always done. Work this slot. Find those holes and seams in between the middle linebacker and uh, and and see if you can get a couple steps on that, that backup slot corner and, and see if you can't produce like you have before with the 100-yard game for us. Because I really think this is a game they're going to yeah. need a big game from Mike Evans and Chris Godwin because they're going to have to th- throw the ball more than they want to. I agree with you, Matt. And I really think Godwin's going to benefit from the fact that Mike Evans went off last game with the yeah. 171 receiving yards and a touchdown because the Eagles can't just ignore that and be like, oh, right. that was a one-off. So they're yeah. obviously going to roll a lot of coverage towards Mike Evans. And I think Chris Godwin's been really good this season. He yeah. just hasn't had like the crazy, crazy game that yeah. Mike Evans just had in week two. Let's remember, Chris Godwin was the one that made that catch at the end in week one mm-hmm. to seal the deal against the Minnesota Vikings. And he made a nice third down catch last week as well. So Chris Godwin is, is more than fine. The numbers don't just necessarily show it just right. yet. But yeah, I think this is an awesome opportunity. Chris Godwin's always been better at the yards after the catch than Mike yeah. Evans, with all due respect to Mike. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm down for old school Chris Godwin. You know, he can get it done uh, as as a blocking receiver as well, but let him get a little physical. Let him mm-hmm. lower the shoulder on some guys after he's got the ball in his hands. Maybe we'll see some design screens, design mm-hmm. screens too. Yeah. Chris Godwin. But yeah, I'm with you. I think this is going to be kind of a uh, Chris Godwin coming out party on Monday yeah. Night Football. Speaking of coming out party, um, if you have not been tuning in Fridays for Matt Matera's as as Paul, a.k.a. Dreamhouse, Florida Dreamhouse, calls him Matty Diamonds. And I love that nickname. We're going to call you yeah. Matty Diamonds. Uh, you got to tune in to Peter Report TV on Fridays, maybe on Saturday if you miss it on Fridays because it's up there in podcast form. Matt does a great job with his new show every Friday called Pewter Picks and Props. Uh, props uh, sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. So make sure that you check that out. It's a great video. It's about 20 minutes long. It's in-depth as possible, not yes. just in the Buccaneers, but also a couple of other games around the NFL. So if you like to game, you like to wager, uh, you got to tune in on our Pewter Report TV YouTube channel to that. I've also got a couple of new Pewter Pulse videos. One just dropped this morning. I'll have another one tomorrow on Baker Mayfield. So check all of this stuff out at Pewter Report TV. Yes, please do. I am 10-5-1 on the season, picking NFL games. I'm 4-0 on the Bucks games. 4-0. Yep. So each show I pick the – I always pick the Bucks games no matter what. Yep. Um, I pick the the spread and the over-under. I'm 4-0 on that. I do a couple player props as well. I'm 4-1 on my player props. There you props, go, Matt. Including going 2-0 last week. And I make some NFL picks as well. So if you're into, you know – fantasy props or, or or betting on teams and players it's a great show or even if you you're new to it and you want to learn a little bit more right. um i kind of dive deep on that as well it's just a lot of fun super easy going and i plan on winning some more this week so definitely check it out on friday and of course uh, you can either play underdog fantasy you could also uh, make some picks at mybookie.ag use yeah. that promo code pewter that's p-e-w-t-e-r Football season is always the best season to bet on, but you can do it for all the other sports. If you use that promo code Pewter, you can get a uh, first deposit bonus up to uh, the maximum is $200. The minimum is $45. It's a 10% cash rollover, but uh, mybookie.ag is the spot to make your gambling bets. Use that promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. Yep, mybookie.ag, promo code Pewter. 
And um, I did really well on Sunday, uh, thanks to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that made yeah. up for my bloodbath that I, I took on Saturday. Uh, I lost uh, a lot of money. I lost like 95 large after winning like 170 large the previous week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm, I've already got some action going for this week's college uh, games as well as the pro games. And speaking of college games, uh, I'm actually going to be in Manhattan, Kansas. See my daughter, Woo! Ellie, my alma mater, awesome. as they take on the UCF Great. Knights charge on. Now, the interesting thing is, is the Knights, they're my Florida team. So I've kind of adopted them a little bit. I love live college football. And I go out to Kansas about once a year to watch K-State games. But I love going to the bounce house. Matt, I'm actually 5-0 and watching UCF in person. Wow. And I'm 5-0 and and watching Kansas State after graduation at the Bill, which they call Bill Family Snyder Stadium or Bill Snyder Family Stadium. So something's got to give Yeah. <laughs> on Saturday. Either my Wildcats are going to lose or, or my Knights are going to lose, one of the two. But Chris Oxentine will be there. Scott, I will be in Manhattan Saturday to watch awesome. my UCF Knights. That's awesome. Uh, Chris, Fantastic. email me, email me at sr at peterreport.com and we'll hook up before the game. And I'd love to meet you because you're uh, a longtime supporter of us here at the Peter Report podcast. So email me, sr at peterreport.com and we'll see if we can meet up. Yeah, that would uh, that would totally be awesome because we love the Peter people. I had someone yep. tweeting at me. I guess they're coming to from England. They're coming from the uh, for the Monday night football games. They asked me places to go watch college football and stuff of that nature. So we love interacting awesome. with the uh Peter people as much as we possibly can. As Richard says, I won $225 here at work in our pick'em leagues. Awesome. 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 That is so great. Richard. All right. So getting back to our preview, this is an interesting little matchup here, right? Uh, As long lost leisure says the, the naked as they call them, the baked, the baked bootlegs uh, (laughs) will get Mayfield killed this week with the speed. The Eagles have on the edge with uh, Josh sweat, Hassan Reddick, Nolan Smith, Vikings and Bears don't have that speed and still got to him a bunch. That's true. You got to think that, that uh, you know, Todd Bowles and, and uh, Dave Canales, they're going to be ready. Like, they're going to be saying, hey, uh, th- this is probably not the week to do some of those naked boots. This might be the week where, where we see Max protect, where we yes, see a Max protect in two-man routes, and we'll see if Baker can uh, let it rip and, and if Mike and Chris can beat. Uh, those, um, you know, those types of coverages, but I would, I would expect a lot of max protect. They got to keep Baker upright. They got to keep him healthy for sure. Meets McGee with a $5 super chat says the players that need to raise their play, Hainsey, Gedeke, Dean, and Neil. And yes. the players that need to continue to grow are Logan and McCollum. I well said. unequivocally agree with you with Logan and McCollum for sure. Yeah. Um, Hainsey and, and Gedeke as well. And and yeah, I think Dean can can play better too. What's interesting about Ryan Neal is I asked Todd Bowles about Ryan Neal the other day, and he said, we're kind of learning about Ryan Neal a little bit more, and especially like how well that he can play in the box. He said he yeah. plays just like a linebacker. So I expect to see Ryan Neal even more playing up in the box, which obviously is, is this week on Monday is really going to be to negate the, the running game that the Eagles did so well uh, on Thursday against the Vikings. So a, a new little, not a, a crazy new, but a different right. wrinkle with Ryan Neal this week. And Todd Bowles obviously t- trusts his coverage yeah. at safety as well. Yeah. And I think when you look at, at Ryan Neal, he's not the fleetest of foot, right? I think that's a reason why he went undrafted, but Jamel Dean, who he is, and he's got to play better. Jamel Dean, 
has not had a great start to the season. And no. he's he has he's not been bad in terms of giving up touchdowns or anything like that. But he's he's got to he's got to, to be more sound in his technique. He looks like he's just a half a tick slow in his reaction times. And they really need him to be on the spot because if Carlton Davis can't make it for this game, then Zion McCollum and Jamel Dean are your corners. And as we talked about, uh, the Eagles, Devontae Smith is better than than anybody on the Bears team yeah. at, in terms of wide receiver. And the same can be said for A.J. Brown as well. Uh, Brown hasn't really gone off uh, you know, yet, yeah. but but uh, I, I think it's coming. Hopefully it doesn't come on Monday night. But <laughs> – uh, he's, you know, he, th- this is a one, two punch and Jalen hurts has got to improve as a passer. He's not had the best start to the season either. Uh, I think if, if you're looking for kind of a saving grace, some teams match up better against others, right? Like, uh, the, the Buccaneers, they have, they have certain teams where they just like for the saints for the longest time, they just couldn't beat the saints yeah. last year. They swept them, but that's because mm-hmm. Drew Brees wasn't there, you know, but, um, I, I think that Todd Bowles might have the Eagles number. We'll find out. Now, this is a, a much improved team. It's a more talented roster than the last time they played. But they played the Eagles uh, twice in 2021. They beat them 28-22 to 22 on Thursday night in Philadelphia. And then later that year in 2021 in the playoffs, in the first round of the playoffs here at Ray J., beat him 31-15, and that was a game that really wasn't as close. The Eagles scored a touchdown, I think, in the last couple minutes of the game. Yeah, they, they didn't closer. score until the fourth quarter. Yeah, Right, yeah. So maybe Todd Bowles has the Eagles number. We'll find out. The, the one thing about the Eagles, as you alluded to earlier in the show, Matt, is you look at, at they, they, they got up to a pretty good start against the New England Patriots at New England in week one, and then they allowed the Patriots to kind of creep back in and they won that game by five points. Mm-hmm. And then last week, same thing. They kind of get up to a good start against the Vikings. The Vikings made it interesting, and the Eagles won by six points. So these were games where the Eagles, I believe, had double-digit leads in both of them earlier in the game, and then they allow some points at the end to make it closer than it probably should have been. Maybe that bodes well in the Bucks' favor. If they get down early, they still have a chance to come back. If the Eagles are just getting into a bad habit of letting teams back in the game, and that's been the message, at least on the offensive side of the ball, is don't panic, don't panic. Even if there's a yeah. three and out, or you know the game starts slipping away a little bit, just keep going with the plan, keep <clears throat> going with the system. So I think I think it's going to be more or less the same message going into this one. And like I said, I mean. If the Bucs are going to keep it close, it's got to be that defense. It's got to yeah. be, you know, Shaq off at the edge, Vita Vea having another monster game, Devin and Levante, especially to clean up for what has been a struggle for Jamel Dean. And I think it's a little bit more under the microscope because he just got that big contract. And Ion yeah. off to a really good start, whether it's his special teams week one or how he played in week two. But, you know, two weeks into the season doesn't determine the rest of his, uh, how his play is going to be. So yeah, it was nice last week, but now you have much tougher competition. So turn of this yeah. is going to be on that Bucks defense. And you know what, as much as the, as the Bucks defense has, has really kind of erupted here, especially stopping the run in both of these games. And then the pass rush uh, has come to life. Mm-hmm. They, they've done this without Kalijah Kansi. He's played yes. 11 snaps Very and true. he really could be an X factor. If he comes in, and as disruptive as he was on a couple of those snaps, 
against the Vikings after missing all of training camp in the preseason. If this guy can get healthy and play on Monday night, even as a situational sub, Matt, he could be a real X factor in terms of, of getting past this really good Eagles offensive line and getting to Jalen Hurts. It's funny, isn't it? Because we've talked very much before, especially about Logan Hall, how defensive tackle coming into the NFL is one of the toughest positions positions to play when you're yeah. going from college to, to the NFL. But no pun intended, Kalijah Kansi bucked that trend just right. with you know a couple of snaps in that Vikings game, getting the first quarterback hit on Kirk Cousins before obviously his calf injury um, once again became an issue. So if they can get him back and that extends the Bucks' defensive tackle rotation just a little bit more. Yeah. I think it can go a long way. Um, we have another super chat, a $5 super chat from Paul, a.k.a. Florida Dreamhouse, who's been a constant commenter and uh, super thank chatter as much. well. So thank you, Paul, who says, save this super chat and shout me out post game. Bucks win Monday night, and it won't be particularly close. Ooh. This is by Maddie Diamond's call of the year. Okay. That is a very, very bold comment. But yeah, if yeah. you're right, we will absolutely give you a shout out. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting, Matt, as you alluded to at the beginning of the show, right? You've got the number one rushing defense, which is the Eagles, and then the number two rushing defense, which is the Buccaneers, trying to stop that guy, Deshaun, I'm sorry, DeAndre uh, yeah. Swift former Georgia Bulldog, yet another Bulldog on this Eagles team. It's crazy. Um, but you've, you've got, you know, Mylata, the the left tackle there. He's a monster, like 6'8", 365 pounds. He actually makes Tristan Wirfs like maybe a little small. I'd love to see a fist fight between those two guys. It'd, yeah. it'd be like the Hulk and the Thing going at it from Marvel <laughs> Comics, right? Um, and then you got Lane Johnson on the other side, right? And, and he's he's been uh, an all-pro type uh, left or right tackle. Uh, so the the edge rushers, Joe Tryon, Shawinka, Shaq Barrett, they're going to have their hands full with those tackles for sure. But I think that the interior of the offensive line, you know, Jason Kelsey's almost 36 years old. He is a, a, a damn good, wily old center, Matt. But Vita Vea is just different. And I know that Jason Kelsey in training camp went up against the likes of Jordan Davis yeah. and Jalen Carter. Fletcher Cox on a daily basis. So he's as battle tested as Robert Hainsey is, but, uh, but there's, there's no substitute for a game speed, right? And it's full bore on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays where it's not in training camp. And so maybe that's the chink in the armor where they, they can attack the interior of the Eagles uh, defense. Uh, I'm sorry, the Eagles offensive line. Uh, you've got Landon Dickerson, right? Um, the other guard, his name escapes me right now. Uh, both of those guys are second-round draft picks. So there's some talent there on paper, but but maybe that interior, Vita Vea, Kalijah Kansi, Logan Hall, can do some damage to their interior like the Eagles might do against the Bucks. You know, we've talked a little bit about how punter Jake Camarda has been an unsung hero. Josh Capo wrote a whole story about it. Yeah. Vita Bay, a lot more people know about him, but right. he is having a crazy great beginning to his season. I mean, yeah. he was an absolute menace against the Chicago Bears. And I think Vita Bay might be onto something really, really special this yeah. season, just with how he's been able to dominate games so far. And the yeah. fact that he played even more snaps last week. Yeah, yeah, Cam Jurgens. Yeah, uh, Cam Jurgens. Like, yeah. I always think of like a Arnold Schwarzenegger. It would yeah. be like, 
Juggins. Anyway, yeah. um, we need but, to attack Cam Juggins. Do yeah. it now, <laughs> Billy. But Vita Vea, I think, is really going to do something special this season. His stamina yeah. seems up. He's as strong as ever. He's putting in. He always was a hustler, mm-hmm. and he's hustling even more. He is becoming a game wrecker. And in yeah, this yeah. type of atmosphere on Monday Night Football with everybody watching and you want to make a statement, yep. Vita Vea continuing to be a game wrecker will put the Bucks on the map and put yeah. Vita Vea on the map as one of the best interior Matt, defensive linemen in the league. Monday night, we might be talking about Vita Vea and we might be giving him some game balls. And as you know, they're presented by Manscaped. Well, folks, let me just tell you about Manscaped. That right there. That is the Platinum Package 4.0. And attention, the fantasy football fanatics, is, as football season is here, don't neglect the most important draft pick of all, your game balls. We all know how injuries can ruin a season, so let Manscaped take care of that Reggie Bush of yours with their skin-safe technology. This should guarantee you have a smooth ride into the playoffs. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have created a championship lineup with their Performance Package 4.0. And it's time that, that you get the same type of treatment. Join the 9 million men, including Matt and myself, worldwide, who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com and saving 20% off and getting free shipping with the promo code Pewter20. That's right, Pewter20. That's 20% off plus free shipping when you go to Manscaped. With their Performance Package 4.0, you're going to get the Lawnmower 4.0. And it comes with a light, which is awesome because you don't want to, you know, you got to see what you're doing down there. It has a light, which is very important. The weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer is a must for old men like me. Crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner. Probably Bailey Adams needs those. And the performance boxer briefs and travel bag complete the whole setup. Slotted at quarterback is the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your balls, your body hair and even your A-gap. So do what I've done and use Manscaped products. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Pewter20 at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping with the promo code Pewter20. It's time to put the PP back in PPR and get a grip on your pigskin this season with Manscaped. Shout out to Manscaped. Make sure you get all of their products. We have another super chat from Zachary Jarvis. Thank you for the $1.99 super chat who says, can the Bucks drop the Eagles QB sneak? I think you're trying to say stop the Q- the Eagles QB sneak. Yep. I don't know if anyone can stop that quarterback yeah. sneak. Yeah. I, there's, there's, I think two ways you could go about it. But the problem is he just gets pushed forward. So I was thinking like, remember the infamous Troy Polamalu yeah. play where he like right. flies up, but he goes so low that that's not really a possibility. I almost think, and this probably wouldn't even work out because it happened so quickly, but kind of like how the Patriots blocked that field goal the other night where the Mm -hmm. corner like came off the edge. You almost got to have a corner run in from the side because everyone's the whole line's moving inwards like a wedge. You almost got to have them come in at the side, hope that hurts initially gets stuck stuff. And then you kind of like, Grab him from behind and pull him backwards. Yeah. But again, it has to happen so quickly that maybe Zion could do it. But I don't know. Yeah, you know what, Matt? Um, that is a that is a question I want answered from Todd Bowles and from uh, I guess Larry Foot. Probably get Larry Foot this week, right? Defensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah, I I want the answer from both of those guys. How do you stop that? Like just from a schematic standpoint, because obviously you're in goal line defense. 
and it just doesn't work. It just yeah. doesn't. But they get the surge <laughs> off the ball, and and then Jalen gets put, pushed over the pile. Um, I mean, you can put Vita Vea and Will Golston there all you want, and you can put you know Pat O'Connor in there is now three hundred pounds, and he's a quick get up kind of guy. Um, I just don't know how you stop it. I really yeah. don't. Um, especially when it's inside a yard, when we're talking like, you know, second and goal and half a yard, it's just, it's an automatic. So two, two rushing touchdowns last. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I I would love to hear Bowles and, and Larry foot answer that I'm going to be flying out to Manhattan tomorrow. So I won't be at the press conferences, but uh, that, that fascinates me as a defensive guy. I hate seeing that because I I like stopping plays on offense and and that drives me nuts because it's really hard to stop. But, I mean, it, it's extremely hard to stop. I don't blame the Eagles for doing it. Until no. there's a rule that says you absolutely. can't have the other guys push, absolutely go for it. Because every other yeah. team can do it, too. But yes. people don't, for whatever reason. Exactly. And I think we covered a lot of bases here. I think th- th- this is ultimately going to be a game that's going to be decided uh, two places. In the trenches and then on the sidelines. It's going to be uh, the Bucks that you're going to have to make the right adjustments from the coaching staff. And I think so far... I, it's only two weeks, but I've been impressed with Dave Canales and impressed with Todd Bowles with, with the adjustments that they've made. Um, and then it's, it's just going to be the trenches, Matt. It's going to be, can the Bucks' offensive line hold up? Can the defensive line get to Hertz and stop the run? Uh, or is it going to be the Eagles trench warfare that that's going to win the day on Monday night? So I, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on the outside. You got Darius Slay, Mike Evans and, and all of that. Okay, great, whatever. But Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, uh, which guy is upright at the end of the game? That's going to really be the d- deciding factor in this game. It's going to be the trench warfare, I think, uh, along the offensive defensive lines. Yeah, so many different factors going into this game. Um, I agree with you. I think trench warfare, you, you hear Jason Light say it all the time. Like, I wish I could have every one of my picks be a, uh, you know, be a defensive lineman or an right. offensive lineman. That just can't be the case. Yep. You can say this about a lot of NFL teams, but, you know, no one looks their best currently in September. There's still a lot of things that both teams have to work out. It's just a matter yeah. of who takes the biggest step forward in this week. Is it the Bucks running game, the Bucks pass protection on the offensive line, or is it, you know, the Eagles defense just closing teams out in the second half or the Eagles offense really getting on page with uh, Devontae Smith and, and, and A.J. Brown? That's really Really one of the biggest questions for me yeah. looking at this uh, Monday night football matchup. And I think the other thing too is, is let's not forget Dallas Godert, right? It's like the Bucks have had trouble in years yeah. past. It's almost like the tight ends kind of overlooked. Cole Komet didn't have a huge game for the bears, but Dallas Godert, Jalen hurts will look to him, right? He's, he's kind of in that, that trio in the passing game where you you've got Devonte Smith and, 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 uh, and AJ Brown for sure. But Dallas Godert is, is a guy where, you know, if you're Devin White and you get caught napping or get caught looking, uh, yeah. or you're you're Ryan Neal, right? And you're worried about the run. All of a sudden, it's play action, and you've taken a false step towards the line of scrimmage. And Dallas Goddard's going to be behind you. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this game plays out. I, I mean, it's Wednesday, and I can't wait until Monday night. This is going to be a fun game, and Matt and I will be at the stadium. We're going to be having. Um, Adam Slavon, join us uh, for for uh, game coverage live from Raymond James Stadium. Yep. Tomorrow we're going to have another Peter Report podcast at 4 o'clock. What do you have cooking for tomorrow, Matt? Yeah, we got a really fun one coming up. We're going to have uh, Eagles writer from CBS Sports, Jeff Kerr, joining us for awesome. about uh, 15 minutes to half an hour at the beginning of the show. Just 
learning more about the Eagles, the ins and outs, what he's seen from the team, watching them and covering them. So that's going to be a, a lot of, of Eagles coming back from injuries too. Yeah, to exactly. On. And how this team shapes out, what's been working for them, what what hasn't been. So very excited for tomorrow's show as we continue bringing on uh, reporters of the opponents that the, uh, yeah. the Bucks are playing against. But we also have another super chat before we end the show. Ooh. Shout out to Caesar Two Dope. For the 499 super chat. Thank you, Caesar. It says a Monday night, Raymond James Stadium needs to start a pay Mike Evans chant. Saludos <laughs> from Austin, Texas. Go Bucks. I mean, every other comment we get if we post anything about Mike Evans is pay him, pay him. Pay yeah. Him. He's yeah. making the case. He's I making know. the case for himself. Yep. Yeah. Uh Richard, uh, with a happy Ronde Barber Day, everybody. That's right. It is Ronde Barber Day. Um, they're having the the Rondé Barber documentary premiere tonight uh, at the Tampa Theater. The Buccaneers are hosting that. Um, and we'll have a story on that at some point in time this week. Plus, I think they're putting that video on YouTube, which will be cool. It's, a, it's a, like an hour and a half documentary, which is awesome. Plus, another yeah. awesome super chat here from Meets McGee, man. Yeah, Meets McGee, thank you. Says uh, Vikings had success running outside. Also, Philly gave up four sacks to the Vikings. I see White and Godwin will be... Uh, heavily targeted. Yeah, I think we're yeah. going to see a couple of end around some some a couple of things to the outside, which the Bucks haven't totally exploited just yet. But again, yep. there's a long way to go this season, so you're not going to give everything away in the first two games. Exactly. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Somebody else who's super excited about this week's game is Eric Gross. And why do I say that? Because Eric is a huge Tampa Bay fan and a huge avid uh, reader for the Pewter Report podcast as well, and. Uh, uh, he listens and watches, and he's now an advertising partner, which is awesome. Uh, the Eric Gross Group is the official realtor of Peter Report, and I want you guys to know that Eric is a Tampa native. He knows this area uh, better than most. He's done hundreds of real estate transactions uh, in this crazy economic climate that we're in, and he's going to help you get the best value for your house in terms of buying it or selling it. You're going to want Eric on your side. Why wouldn't you? He's a first-round draft pick kind of guy. He and his team have the market knowledge, the top-notch communication, and commitment to excellent service that sets them apart. you got to visit their website, housesinfla.com, housesinfla.com. You can check out their inventory. It's a great website, expertly laid out, just like the expert that he is when it comes to real estate. Also, make sure that you check out Facebook and Instagram. Eric Gross Group, and he's going to be giving away a creamsicle jersey on October 14th. We'll have more information on the next podcast. You can also check out our Facebook for more information on that. But no matter where you are in your homeownership journey, you're going to feel welcome with the Eric Gross Group, the official realtor of Peter Report. Don't let the stress of buying or selling a home keep you out of the game. Call Eric, 513-907-4271. The Eric Gross Group, official realtor of Peter Report. And just a reminder to everybody, please follow us on all of our social media, whether it's X, Facebook, Instagram, or Threads. We are at Peter Report and our YouTube channel, which, again, thanks to everybody for 12,000 subscribers. Yeah. Our YouTube channel is Peter Report TV, where we have the podcast four times a week, the Peter Game Day show, which is coming up on Monday this week at 6.15 with the game then uh, starting at 7.15 with our live in-game analysis. But our YouTube channel has – Different clips throughout the week from practice, the Peter Pulse, Peter Picks and Props. So many different types of content just on our YouTube channel at Peter Report TV. So please subscribe to that channel. Please like this uh, YouTube page. Leave a comment yeah. as well. 
And um, yeah, that's about it for today's show. We'll have another one at four o'clock. So until then, another one tomorrow. So until then, for Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thank you everybody for watching. We'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. All right, baby. Thanks for 12,000. We love you, Pewter people.